Looking at Romans chapter 6, um, and starting in verse 15, it talks about slaves to righteousness. And want to kind of continue that thought uh, in our discussion here. Um, Paul talks a lot about slavery. Um, and we've kind of discussed that you're always a slave. That you, you don't have a choice in that. Um, before Christ, you're a slave. After Christ, you're a slave. You're just you're a slave to something else. Um, choosing Christ is choosing to transfer that ownership, that control to a better person, you know, to a, a better owner. And uh, that's just a wonderful concept there. Um, and he, he talks about the concept of slavery and, and bond, like servant and bond servant. And a servant was somebody that didn't choose, you know, they, they were just, you were a slave pretty much. Um, and a bond servant was somebody who chose to be, I think I, the best one I can think of is, uh, and, and don't laugh here, is uh, Alfred in Batman. He, uh, he's the perfect kind of concept of a bond servant. And uh, the new movie's coming out, what, this summer? Yeah. And uh, we'll see more of Alfred in, in the new, these new remakes of the Batman movies. Um, but here's a guy that cares about his master, chooses to be the servant, enjoys even. I mean, it looks like Alfred likes the, his life. And then the one, if you know much about Batman, and, you know, somehow we've gotten from the Bible to Batman. Uh, <laughs> Excellent example. But he talks about the history, uh, and a lot of times these bond servants kind of like grew up in a home where, I mean, that was kind of the family business, or mm -hmm. they took pride in their, their service and who they, you know, the service that they gave to their master. And it's something they strive for and wanted to be. And I think that's such an excellent example of what it means to become, you know, a servant uh, or slave to righteousness, a slave to a better owner. Uh, you're choosing that, um, not that it's a negative thing, but it's a positive, it's something you desire, you want to do, you love your owner, and you want to serve him the best that you can, and you're a servant or a slave by choice, uh, not um, just that you're, you're born into that or that you're, somebody owns you uh, like a piece of property. Uh, let me just get your thoughts on that concept there a little bit. Um, maybe, um, maybe even a per personal examples of, you know, just what that was like for you and kind of choosing Christ and choosing to be that servant for Christ. Anyone? Well, you were just saying about, you know, being a bond servant and choosing and, and enjoying serving that person. I think you have to know who your master is, too. Mm -hmm. And before I was willing to choose, I didn't know enough about who my master was. Even though I grew up in the church my whole life and sang in a church and I was a camp counselor, I did it all, but I didn't know enough about who my master was, who, who this other master was. Um, but when you actually look at it and you see like what he did for us and how much he loves us and what he wants for us and he wants good things for us, and then when you compare it with the master that you're currently serving, it doesn't seem like it's that difficult of a choice. Yeah. 
this other master wants me dead, and he wants to kill me, and he wants nothing good for my life. And um, so I think for me, like, my last straw was, like I said with that verse, you know, when I found out that delight yourself in the Lord, that he will give you the desires of your heart, that he wasn't, he didn't want to take anything away from me. And actually, he gave me these desires, and he gave me certain dreams and talents and wants. And for me, that was, that was my moment where, you know, I was about to lose my marriage and my kids and everything. And I had chose that up to that point. And, th and that day when my friend's mother showed me that scripture, I realized that God really cares about what I want. And he knew what my deepest desire at that moment was, where the master I was currently serving could care less that my, I left and lost my entire family. And I didn't know what, you know, I didn't know what that would hold for me in the future. But I knew that if I chose Jesus and if he really cared about my desires, that regardless of the consequence of where what had taken me to that point, that I could trust him, that it's it was going to be okay. Or you know, it wasn't going to look out for me. What you're saying brings up a really good point as far as our responsibility to share. You're really, what you're saying is we, we need to get to know about God and who God is first and then everything else starts to make sense and we start to see you know the good in our in the decisions we start to understand you know when the Bible gives us instruction why that's better for us why that's good and what what that really says is that our responsibility when we share Christ is not to impress upon them this desire to make these major decisions, but really to share about a better owner, mm -hmm. to share that information with them, and to share um, and give them the opportunity to, to learn and, about a different owner and make that decision for themselves so that then they can come to that place where, you know, they, they want to serve him. And, um, but that's a, that's a great, great point there. Arvell, you got any comments as we think about uh, you know this whole idea of being a, a slave to Christ? And I think, um, I guess for me, it, it was it's more so. It wasn't that I. I was more like a shared a joint ownership of master. I had a joint ownership with God, and then with with my flesh, you know, I was like, oh, I'm a master of you, you're my master, and you're my master, and you're my master, it's like, not the movie analogies, but like Spiegel, when he was having a conversation with himself, you know, I was like, no, no, and then, yeah. yes, no, yeah, back in, it's more like, talking that, to himself, yeah. that's a great, that's a great analogy too, yeah. though, that, that was more so my, my thing, but I think, as God continued to reveal things to me, like, Look, this is what I have. I have nothing but good intentions for you. This is what I'm doing for you. It's like it's some of the areas where I was weekend, and, and one of them was me was like paying my tithes. You know, to me, if you have eight eggs and then you have ten people that need eggs, somebody's not getting an egg. <laughs> you know, but God is saying, look, trust me. Give me my eggs, and I will multiply the eggs that you have left. You know, and I had a hard time dealing with that, you know. So God did more things revealing to me and showing me um, that I just have 
good intentions for her. I really don't want to see you and your family sitting on the lawn. You know, I don't want to see you guys, you know, waking up one day and your car is gone. But I'm, 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 I want you to trust me. I want you to trust me. I have nothing but good intentions for you. For you. So it, it was more of me learning to trust my master. Now, did you find, did you kind of compart, compartmentalize areas of your life where, like, you reserve control? Or was it, kind of like, a constant sharing at those times of different things? Like, where, you know, just one day maybe you'd give in to yeah. God and one day it was yourself? Or was it more like, this area I'm going to continue to right. control in yeah. this area? Yes. It was more so like that. It was like, and I don't think, I'm not going to say I was in control because I'm, like I said, joint ocean, joint ownership so my my flesh was right. in control because i I was not in control of that because that's not logical thinking when god's saying look i got this and you're saying i said no he's he, he's got it you know it was more like that so yeah there was more like i i trust you lord but i don't trust you with this part let him handle this section you can handle this section of my life but he can handle that section you know god you can't serve two masters you know, period. The Bible clearly states that, and he's basically has been working in me. You know, to help me understand that you need to relinquish all control to me. I am the sole controller. Mm -hmm. I, if you've made me your master, then that, then that's what needs to be. And the one verse um, that I like in here was, um, I think me and Julian was discussing it the one Saturday morning over breakfast. It was good. Um, where it says how in 13, um, I speak in human terms because of your weakness of flesh. But just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanliness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. And I guess my paraphrasing to this is the more righteousness we, you know, present our members to or slaves to, the more righteousness that comes about that as opposed to the lawlessness and the more lawlessness. More righteousness leads to more righteousness. Mm. You know, it's, uh, we talk about free will, and we think, you know, humans have free will, and, and we would believe that, that, you know, we have choices. We have the choice. We have really decisions that are left to us to make, to do right, to do wrong, to choose Christ, to not choose Christ. And uh, really, the ultimate exercise of control is that one decision to give it away. Yeah. Our, our one decision to release control and give it to someone else is really the ultimate exercise of control. And uh, people think that they're gaining, that they're exercising control in their life by reserving it for themselves, but really, in essence, giving that over to God is really the ultimate exercise of free will and, and control that you have, and, and it's giving it away. Tyler, what are your thoughts on this uh, slaves to righteousness and uh, what that means for us and how that comes about? Well, like, I had a thought on, like, earlier how we're talking about, like, the sin and it's more on ourselves. Like, I think in a way... I know this is going back a bit, but, um, like, the reason why it's on ourselves is because Satan, like, works in our life and he tries to bring us over, but we still have the choice to, like, resist him and go to God. So for that's, like, how it's on us. 
But um, like how you said, it's a servant bond servant. Like a servant, like he's just working for his mat. Like he's working for his master's profit. He has nothing to work for himself. But as like a bond servant, like back when early settlers would come over and like did like agree to work for a guy for like ten years if he'd bring him over to America. Mm-hmm. Then at the, like the end of that ten years, he'd give him like a couple acres and like some tools mm-hmm. to actually start a farm. Like there's a reward, and like in Christ, that's like eternal life. Mm-hmm. Great. That's yeah, good. That's a really good yeah. connection. So, like, that's even though we're still a slave, there's like a, the the thing at there's the rainbow at the end or mm. the golden brick path. When when you uh, when you maintain, you know, your your former master, um, your yourself, your your flesh, um, really, the the end is. There's no hope in the end. You're you're gonna. There's nothing at the end. Um, when you transfer that to the better master, the one that cares for you, the one that's gonna look out for you, there's a wonderful end to the story, a wonderful reward or gain for you personally um, in that. And uh, it's a great great connection there with uh, the whole bond servant concept from history and how that really looked. And that's really what Paul was trying to share here. Uh, something common that they understood um, the whole idea of servanthood and, and slavery um, in Romans 6.23 probably the most popular verse in this chapter it says for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord really briefly because we're about out of time how do we share the hope in, in changing our, our slavery status changing our ownership over how do we share that with others in an effective way so that they can avoid the consequences or the wages of their sin Tyler what do you think Um, what's the best way to share that message with someone else well you can like try and get them into reading like share your devotional program with them or like start bringing them to church and everything like I have a friend like and they wanted to like because they drank quite a bit too and they wanted to stop and so like, that's actually who I shared this accountability thing with. Like, I was like, you hold me accountable and I'll hold you. And, like, I asked them, like, are you a happier person now that you've stopped? And they're like, yeah. They're really happy. They feel that their life is better than it was. So, I guess, in a way, just, like, try and hold people accountable and just share the work with them. Julianne, what do you think? How do we uh, kind of sell this concept to someone else, this... Uh transferring of ownership and um, I think we need to be careful not to I, I definitely think we need to use scripture we need to quote scripture but I think we need to be careful because some scripture depending on who you're talking to becomes kind of commonplace like even John three sixteen, everyone can recite it but it's just words mm-hmm. and even for me it didn't mean anything until the one day I plugged my name in it and realized wait yeah. this isn't just talking about the world this is talking about me so same way with this, like you could just read it for the wages of sin is death, and you know, I think especially with teens, you think death. I've got a long time, so it's you a don't. Yeah, you don't really care. You think, oh, whatever. That's a consequence later. We don't think long term um, when you're younger, and and we're all still young here, right? <laughs> At least I am. But you don't think. You know, you don't think in terms of the wages of sin is death. We don't think we think death as being just a physical death. And if I go do this, you know, he's talking about drinking. Well, 
I'll just be more careful about the way I drink or where I drink and I won't drink and drive. But we don't realize that, I think we need to explain it more, you know, that death isn't just a physical death. Right. And and that sin is just for a season, but look at the big picture. And then also maybe use an example of where you came from and the difference it made. Personal example. And the confidence that I have in my decision. You know, and another thing you can do with those common verses, um, and this is probably one of the best uses of like a paraphrase or a newer translation, is, you know, throw it in a in a way that there is uncommon. If you read John 3.16 from like a paraphrase or something, mm-hmm. sometimes you... It, it loses that familiar touch, and you can focus. You can really focus on it afresh. Arvel, what are your? I think personally, it's here? it's your life. You know, my thing is like, I want people to see Christ. You know, every time I speak, I want people to see that light. You know, you know, I, I want people to notice because we're supposed to be that light for the world that's in darkness. So I want people to see me and say, oh, you know, something's weird, you know. It's not the clone, you know, something's different, you know. I want to breathe and emanate Christ to everyone when I speak to them. I want my conversation to be seasoned and, and, and flavorful, that people want that, and it just opens up that door. I think as Christians we need to just stay in the Word stay focused um, sometimes we can get off track or get busy busied in life and get consumed with our own personal issues and things um, that we have to remember who is our master and who we are serving and what our purpose is we need to constantly look to him and find out what that purpose is and not get so caught up in our own everyday mundane lives or own things that we're like dealing with sometimes our own issues can consume us just how we live day to day, we we should have a a constant focus on living for Christ and a constant focus of you know what our purpose is, and that should come through in everything that we're doing, um, and just our our life, the unspoken things of our life should be our biggest message to people. Um, but we, but we need to be prepared to back it up with um, the knowledge that, that Christ has given us, that, you know, the knowledge of the gospel, the knowledge of his word. Uh, we need to be ready and prepared, and we need to take it to that level. But we also, our, our, our life should be a testimony and a light in itself. Uh, people should see something different in, in who we are. Um, and really it's, it's in that transferring of ownership that, that we've given um, and that's where the, the real difference comes in and allowing somebody the more capable mm-hmm. to take the reins and uh, there's there's a freeing in that and a peace in that that the world doesn't have and I think that's really what people see in other believers other Christians when, when they see them and see something different uh, they see somebody that has a peace and a hope because they've released the stress and worry of the control to somebody that can do a better job, a perfect job. And uh, it's really very noticeable when somebody's done that in every area of their life. I want to thank you for joining us in our video discussion. 
Uh, we've been discussing Romans chapter 6 with Tyler, Julianne, and Arvell. And uh, I'd like to just remind you that you can go to our website, thedailycharge.com. Uh, that's where you can download all of our devotional videos, as well as our reading plans, which uh, we've actually got a revised reading plan that now is uh, kind of a modified version of the Revised Common Lectionary, uh, which many denominations use to travel through Scripture throughout the year. And also, if you would have any questions about any of the discussion video, uh, any of the things we've talked about, or just any of the passages of Scripture that you've been reading, I'd invite you to, to email your questions to Pastor Scott at cwcmilton.org. Uh, we'd love to respond to your questions, maybe even air them on the next video. Again, we're glad that you could participate by watching this video, and we hope to see you next time. Have a great day.